You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, another week's worth of podcasts for you all, Maybe Maybe we'll have a guest on here, I'm not sure just yet, but if you didn't get a uh, chance to listen to all four episodes of my interview with ESPN's Andrew Lopez, it was pretty great. Touched on uniforms, doing live TV, being on SportsCenter, having Woj's number in your phone, all of that and more. So make sure you give that a listen. That's four episodes on last week's show. This week, we're going to still dive into the Pelicans, get back to more on-court talk as well coming up soon, and keep an eye towards the draft since that's kind of a big thing on everyone's radar right now with a number of college players announcing their decisions to go to the NBA and enter into the draft for whenever the games uh, start off next season. But before we do that, we just got to catch up on some news around the league today. Also want to touch on what it might look like if the league were to restart, because you're starting to see some other leagues really make some plans with all of that, as well as talk about some of the esports stuff that's going on that seems to be a really big hit. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's start with the league and what things could look like when it gets uh, restarted because you're starting to see some other leagues and other organizations develop some plans for this and you know they're thinking of what's going to happen. Most notably would be the big three, which a little bit different compared to other, other leagues because I don't know if we view this necessarily as kind of like a, a full-on sports league versus more of like an entertainment type of option. Um, to me, it feels a little bit more like Harlem Globetrotters than it does actual basketball, but they take it very seriously, and it does have some pretty diehard fans, so I'm not dismissing it outright. They plan on doing a sort of reality-style Big Brother show. In fact, they're partnering with Big Brother on this to put on a show where they all have these guys living in a house together, and they're going to play their games there and kind of film it all at once for this one big thing, which honestly is kind of entertaining and it sounds good. And I think that's the model that a lot of other leagues are, are following. The interesting thing about the big three is that they're going to have the referees in the house with them too, which I think is kind of cool and could lead to some drama and probably is going to make for some good TV. Even if, you know, having not watched a ton of it, I don't know how much like the refs really matter and if people would be confronting them after the fact or anything like that, but I'm sure they can manufacture all that stuff up. But it sounds like England's Premier League is taking a page kind of out of this playbook a little bit to finish off the remaining, I think it's 92 games for the Premier League and determine their champion, even though Liverpool's kind of running away with it. They are going to kind of go with a bit of a World Cup style model where each team will have a camp somewhere in the Midlands and London, so middle of England and then London, which is more south of that, at some point, and they're all going to just kind of be 
confined to their camps, no family members, just them. And then they're going to all kind of play games in front of empty, uh, in empty arenas, empty stadiums, and kind of knock out the games that way. And it sounds like they're looking to kind of build this as a big TV event. And it, w- it would, it would work. Particularly if you have three, four games on per day, which you could do in kind of a World Cup style of things to finish out the remaining fixtures. See, I can use the proper, proper uh, terms for all of this. And, you know, with people working from home, hell yeah, I'd put up, uh, have that on the TV in the background while I work and other things. And I'm sure many people too would as well. And that means it's going to have massive ratings. So this is probably what's going to happen. It's going to be behind closed doors. Even if we kind of get through the worst of this, I think people are still going to be a little bit wary. And I don't think you're going to see kind of bans on big crowds anytime soon, like, like are in effect right now. And I don't think we'll see that for a while. So I think these leagues are going to play behind closed doors and try and recoup as much money as possible through TV revenue. So this is likely what the NBA might do, where maybe these teams go to Vegas, where you have a couple of arenas or a city where you have multiple arenas and you can kind of set this all up. And frankly, they don't need to be big places. You could play in a high school gym and in theory it would work as long as you've got the broadcast set up and capability for it and kind of keep them in Vegas, put them in a hotel, wherever, and let's knock out the remaining season this way. And that could be a way to not shorten the NBA's regular season, which you're listening to this because you're a Pelicans fan, is only a good thing for the Pels because any games that get cut from the regular season hurts this team's chances of getting into the playoffs. So kind of having anything where they play the normal amount of games remaining is only going to be a good thing. So I think this is likely the way that teams uh, leagues are going to go about this. I will say this, really thinking about it when it comes to other sports, the NBA is in a much better position, as are most American leagues, are in a much better position than some of these other leagues and teams and sports are. The Premier League you know, has promotion and relegation. And how do you figure all of that out right now, particularly if some of the other leagues don't restart? And what about the Champions League, where if you cancel the season, shorten the season, how do those Champions League places get doled out? Is it just where it is today? Do you kind of reset or redo things? I don't know. It's a little bit weird, but the NBA, in terms of logistics of it, other than the salary cap, which I want to spend some time talking about on tomorrow's show, is not that big of a deal. So NBA, to be able to find a way to play these games, knock them out, do the playoffs, have finals, make as much money from the TV revenue from it as possible, which you should be able to get a lot for still, I think has a chance to really happen. And that's good because the Pelicans... Um, certainly need to have uh, as many games possible to make the playoffs. Now, an interesting thing from this is, and this is maybe one of the reasons why you're not seeing him commit to anything yet, though, is what happens with an injury? What if there's a serious injury out there on the court, the field, what have you, where someone needs to go to a hospital? And with the way the hospital system's kind of being filled up with coronavirus patients right now, You know, I don't think that's the biggest concern. And so the league would need to kind of develop their own treatment area for this, which is also probably why you need to have these games all played in a centralized location. Because if someone does get hurt, if something happens, and look, they're athletes doing crazy things, we've we've seen injuries occur, well then, you've got to kind of figure that out. And... I'm not sure what that would be just yet. So these guys certainly need to kind of figure out some of the logistics of it, but at least for the the league, the NBA, just kind of that. So it makes it a little bit easier. 
So we'll get into some of the esports stuff in a moment, which is interesting for a number of reasons that we'll talk about. But before I do that, today's show brought to you by Postmates. Whether it's an early morning breakfast burrito or a 12-pack of beers while you kind of are stuck inside and can't leave the house, Postmates is perfect for right now because sometimes you just need what you want delivered fast, and that's where they come in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. It's nice to cook sometimes and have a big fancy meal, but sometimes you're just kind of tired. It's kind of exhausting being stuck at home like many, many people are doing right now. And you also want to support local small businesses during this time. And that's why I love using Postmates during a situation like this. They, they deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door and some right now that are normally not on there. But Postmates doesn't deliver just burgers, sushi, commanders, and all of the above, and all the other places. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, which you shouldn't be doing in the first place. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about uh, lunch and what to do or where I'm gonna get it from anymore. Just download Postmates for iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So eSports, I'm a big video game guy and I plan on doing some streaming on Twitch just for us all to hang out at some point in the future. Probably not 2K or anything like that though, I play other things in general. So I, I like all of this, the eSports stuff, it's something I've been following, it's an industry I've been following for quite some time now, I've done some a uh, little bit of work with that too. And it's it's interesting. I think this is really a big wave of the future, you know, maybe 10, 20 years down the line, but I could easily see these being kind of the dominant sports in the world, in the country. And you're seeing certain leagues really start to dabble with this stuff right now, which is more of kind of like a test because they need to kind of put out some content and they're just kind of trying to drum up anything they can get right now. But it also might be kind of, you know, almost like a backdoor pilot for certain things like this. You've got Formula One doing it where the actual Formula One drivers are using the official Formula One video game to have their races while that season is on hiatus for them. And this is kind of cool because you know, you one, some of them are bad at it and some aren't participating, but some are, and it's a way to kind of fill the void. A lot of this is probably driven by, um, I think, sports betting that people are just kind of desperate to bet on things right now. So even if it's virtual things, that's a big deal, but it's a way to keep people engaged. But if it proves successful, you might start to see this kind of get adopted more often. You see the NBA has the 2K League. They've been doing some things right now, but not a ton of other leagues kind of exist in partnership with the sport that they are virtually simulating. But if this works for Formula One, it could be a big thing. NASCAR is doing it too, and it's even been on TV where they're having NASCAR races with the drivers driving their virtual cars along with other people too. And I think this is really cool, and people have been having a lot of fun with it. Ma um, the NFL and Madden is trying to kind of do a bit of a league right now where they're getting one player from each team to do it. They have eight players and six aren't in the league anymore, so it doesn't really have kind of the same effect, I think, that they were hoping for. But you'll be able to see kind of what the viability of virtual leagues are what esports could be uh, during this time because they are coming to the forefront. They're coming to the forefront though with 
sports that are established sporting leagues and playing games like that. You're not seeing League of Legends rise up any bigger than they are right now. Right now, Overwatch kind of has been pushed into the spotlight a little bit more, I think. Um, but they've kind of been doing that for a number of years. And it's not just games that are coming up. It's more games that are sports games, which is what I think is kind of interesting about it. Probably meaning we're not right here just ready to have kind of the big explosion of esports because it does need to kind of be based off of some of these existing game sports already. But it's interesting to see that people are really taking to it, whether it's just they're cooped up at home and they've got nothing else to do and this is a way to kind of kill some time and boredom, or they want to just bet on something and maybe they're doing that. So I think you're seeing, you know, sort of a middle ground in this, but I think this could lead to other leagues kind of sprouting up. Maybe there is an E Formula One league. There's a Formula E already, um, so it need to be called something else. Or an uh, E-NASCAR league, an E-Madden league, all of those I think could be interesting. And there's been kind of swings at some of this stuff, whether it's tournaments or, um, you know, TV shows kind of based around Madden before. But we'll see where this goes. But I think it's interesting that these are starting to fill some of the void and having some decent success with this right now. And I wonder, because of it being working right now, if this will lead to more of this in the future, which... I am all for. So it's been very cool to see. So if you're bored, you want to watch these NASCAR guys kind of crash into each other, which you know what? You don't want to see that in an actual race because it's terrifying. Someone could die. There's sometimes millions of dollars in car damage from all of that. Just nothing good all around. But crashing a little virtual car out on the track, it's kind of funny, actually. And I kind of dig it. It's been enjoyable to watch a little bit. And I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I'm a big Formula One guy, though. And so this has been nice to see. So I'm finding some enjoyment out of this. Out of this. Check it out if you get a little bit bored one day. So we'll go back to talking about your Pelicans here in the next segment. Before I do that, though, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know around the team, around the league, digital leagues. We'll probably have some more fun on here, too, because just why the hell not? Uh, so subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. It's important to um, support podcasts and the content creators that you listen to watch regularly right now when things are tough for everybody in all of this. So just even take Taking 30 seconds out of your day to click subscribe is a big help, and I would greatly appreciate it. So Locked On Pelicans, wherever you get your podcast from. So updates on the Pelicans, and we get this courtesy of David Griffin from doing the Pelicans Rewind show, which I think has been really cool, and the Pelicans really trying to figure out best way to kind of get their people in front of others and really have fun kind of remembering a lot of what was great about the season and seeing the, uh, or Pelicans playback, whatever it's called, and seeing some of the, like the big games, the highlights of the season so far replayed on there to relive in the moment, and we're going to be talking about more of those coming up, maybe talking about a game per day or so in the show, the rest of the week and next foreseeable weeks. Um, but they had David Griffin on there. He also joined Daniel Salerson, who hosts the Pelicans podcast, the official Pelicans podcast. And he gave a couple of updates on all of that. 17 of the players are still in the city, in the area. Uh, and the team is checking in with them on a daily basis. It sounds like they've sent them some kind of um, physical monitoring Stuff I forget if it was watches or something else, but ways to kind of check on them and see how they're doing physically. They also sent them exercise bikes since it turns out most NBA players don't have a gym or cardio equipment or things like that in their house. And if you can't really get outside and do a whole lot, and I would be willing to bet NBA players are being more cautious than maybe others are, so they don't even necessarily want to leave their houses in the first place. 
they're not able to kind of get the work in they need to kind of gear up for whenever the season starts again. And you will need a ramp up period because of that. And so they're trying to try and keep these guys as in shape as possible, conditioned as possible, so that if the league does come back and things are kind of abbreviated, they're going to be ready to go. So that's been really great. He says they're communicating through Slack and that Jenna Rosen, the team's clinical psychologist, has been very important during this time with mental uh, wellness, which is important because this can really wear on people. And I think it is starting to wear on people. And they get together twice a day with everybody to do mindfulness and meditation. David Griffin Moore went on to say that he expects the league to start back up and that no one is thinking about canceling the season whatsoever. And they want to get creative and find ways to make this happen. Kind of like what we talked about in the first segment. That's good. It's coming from him. He seems to be a bit of a straight shooter. And I don't think he's going to kind of blow smoke here just to make everyone feel better. He wants to play more basketball. It sounds like they're trying to find ways to play more basketball. And I don't think that this is a situation where he believes the season will be canceled. It's a very good thing just for a number of reasons in general. And I'm excited to hear that. They seem to really be taking very good care of the players during this time and trying to help them as much as possible, which I think is also awesome and really speaks to kind of the culture that this team has been building and developing during this time and all season. So awesome to see overall. Very good updates. Everyone's healthy. No one's developed coronavirus or gotten it, um, despite us seeing it kind of around the league a little bit. So very good overall. Very good updates. And yeah, hopefully that's kind of the what it remains during this time. Daily check-ins, multiple daily check-ins, keeping those guys working out, monitoring them, all of that. A very, very good thing to see. So there you go. There's your update from the team right now. We're not really going to have a ton of that stuff in the future um, unless it's bad news, which hopefully we don't get. If we can, if it's radio silent for a while, I think that's going to be a good thing. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Be back with you all tomorrow to dive into the salary cap stuff. We'll recap one of the kind of the highlight games of the season and you know talk about a few takeaways, I think. What we learned from that game would be a good one too. So a lot of stuff coming this week to help kind of keep give you a sense of normalcy when it comes to all of this. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Don't forget, check out the Hollinger and Duncan show here on the Locked On Podcast Network, too. Awesome. You've got Hollinger, who's a former front office executive creator of PER. That is all important things, um, and he's giving you really, really good insight. So this is going to be very, very cool to see overall. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'm going to be back with you all tomorrow. 